0: Hello my friends. Happy Friday. I hope you all are enjoying your day. Today I'm going to begin my podcast with a caution to ponder on. What would your ear look like if you have a courage to schedule your dreams? My answer is it will be extraordinary. Have you yet determined your dreams for this year? If not, have you figured out what your 2021 would look like if you had a clear vision of your year's goal. Remember that January is almost over, so we should have achieved a fraction of our yearly goals by now. I used to resist making my year's resolution. I thought it would take away my freedom and I would be stuck working on goals that I am not sure whether they will come true. However, that is not the case. When I begin making and scheduling goals, I now have time to relax, meet friends and family and do other fun things because everything is well-planned. A lot of people are afraid of scheduling their goals. I understand how they feel because I used to be scared too. I used to think that being flexible and doing things without a plan is the best way. But the truth is that I gave up on my goals before achieving them. A few years back, I learned that the reason I don't achieve my dreams is because I don't plan them. So I needed to change. Most of you are scared to plan for your dreams because you are not too sure whether they will be achieved. It is true that unknown is scary, but if you don't allow yourself to try unknown things, then you will not grow. There is a saying that says, growth is uncomfortable, and if you are not uncomfortable, you are not growing. This year, I'm going to try everything that makes me uncomfortable, because that is how I will grow. I recently decided to do something that made me uncomfortable. I had a lot of fears in my mind. I had questions and fears like, why are you doing this? People will laugh at you. You will make mistakes. You are not perfect. You are not made for it. Yet, I did not give up. I pushed on. Whenever my mind begins to question about my capability, that's the time I know that I am beginning to grow. I am the kind of person who decides and does. I don't think I a lot about process the challenges that I will face or failures. I just decide and start working on it let me give you an example of some lessons i learned in my real estate journey i met with people that sat on edge and kept thinking about taking action they said to themselves that they will wait for the right time or deal, that real estate does not make sense to them or that the numbers were overrated well it's always too good to take a precaution But risking is a part of achievement. If you are waiting for a perfect deal or perfect situation, then you are likely to wait for rest of your life. The time is now. Stand up and act. Recently I subscribed as a member of the mastermind group. When I told my friend about it, she told me that I should have waited till the end of COVID. She asked me questions like, what if you need money for other stuff? That got me thinking, what if COVID never ends? Will that mean that I will stagnate waiting for it to end? So my answer to her was simple. I don't have a limited mindset and COVID won't limit my dream. Dispute the challenges. I have a positive mind that everything will fall in place. I used to have negative thoughts, but I trained my mind to think positively and connect with the people that think positive. My coach used to tell me, live in the present and don't worry about future because the future is not today's problem. When the future presents challenges, we will deal with it at that time. I often see people schedule things that don't help them to achieve their goal. People will schedule for the simple things like buying grocery, cleaning house and meeting friends and they forgot the important things. While these things are important, they should be a secondary and plan after the important plans are done. Always find at least two hours a day. That generate revenue for you or bring you close to your dream. The little things that we do help us to achieve the bigger goals. Also, most of us like to talk about our goals, discuss them with other people or even write them on paper. Yet the question should be about how often do we schedule them and show up for them. That is the hard part. That is the part that grows us and makes our dreams come true. That is why it's very important to schedule our dreams. Once you schedule your dream, all you need to do is show up for it. Showing up is the toughest part of the process. Scheduling is easy, but showing up is hard and uncomfortable. In the beginning, You will be motivated to show up, however, slowly and slowly you will lose your motivation and go back to your old life. I know commitment is tough, but giving up on your goal is more painful. Most people give up on their dream because they choose comfort over their dream. It's easier to fall off than stay motivated. When I schedule my goals, I don't schedule the tough goals only. I also schedule the goals that I like to enjoy in my life, such as traveling. I plan where I want to go, what I want to explore this summer, which culture or city I did not explore yet, how much the ticket will cost, and which hotel and restaurant to try. Among others, scheduling for your fun activities also encourage you to look for money to meet the expenses. Imagine that you committed 100% to show up for your dreams. Imagine the possibilities that you will be opening for yourself. Trust me, you will be living a fulfilled life. But when you are in doubt and don't schedule your goals and show up for them, you will be frustrated. I want to encourage you to schedule your goals and show up for them no matter what. In the end, You will say you made it. I am excited to spend this year with you helping each other achieving goals. So my friends, don't forget to schedule your dreams and show up for them. I will see you next week. Goodbye. Hello, my friends. How are you? I am so grateful that you have been listening to my podcast week after week. Today's podcast is about gratitude and why it's important. Having gratitude can make you happier and less stress. As far as I am concerned, gratitude have changed my life and so many people's lives too. We all have a story about how gratitude has changed our lives. When asked to write about gratitude, people write a list of things that they are grateful about. For example, people are grateful for a job, for a family, for money, and so on. Yet more often people feel nothing about these things. They just talk about them, write them on piece of paper, but they don't take time to think about them and create feelings for those things which is against the purpose of gratitude. So I am going to share with you a few ways how I practice gratitude. Gratitude is like a prayer of goodness of one's life. It is easy to give gratitude when everything in our life is smooth. But we tend to forget giving gratitude when things goes wrong. For example, when COVID hit last year, a lot of people lost their jobs. And many had health issues. I was also affected in one way or other. But I did not stop giving gratitude. The best way to practice gratitude is look for positive things in bad situations. For instance, despite losing a job, you should give gratitude for being alive and so on. When you are thankful, the universe always gives you more. When you are making a list of things that you are thankful about, pay attention to quality, not quantity. It's not about numbers, but the feeling. When most people write about what they are grateful for, they make a list of things just to fill their need of making a list. It is better to write one thing that you have an emotional connection to and expand on reasons to having that connection instead of making a list of five or 10 things that you are grateful for and you don't have emotional connection with them. For example, you can write 10 reasons why you're grateful for a book that you have emotional attachment with. Then Writing 10 different things that you are grateful for, but you don't have any emotional attachment with them. Last night, I practiced the same thing with my puppy when he jumped on me and we started playing. I thought about how I am grateful for having him, how he plays with me, how he excites me by wiggling his tail, his innocent eyes, and the list is endless. So adding more emotions in your gratitude than adding a number is always better. How often do you look at the small things in your life and feel grateful for them? Always don't think about the numbers or big things. Just choose the simple things and deeply think about how you are grateful to have them. Create that emotional connection with them. And you will see the magic. I used to not to be grateful about the little money that I got. But when I started to give gratitude for that little money, universe gave me more and more. And now I don't struggle with my finances anymore. It's also good to give gratitude about the future too. Mostly people think gratitude can be possible only the things they have. But it's not bad to give gratitude about what you want to achieve because the wish is that at some point you will have it and you will be grateful for that so close your eyes and imagine that you already achieved it think about the moment and give gratitude for the achievement when you do that you will notice that opportunity opportunities will come your way and you will likely achieve what you wish for. So, my friends, if you follow these methods to give gratitude, you will see a difference in your life. Giving gratitude is a simple thing that we take for granted, but it has the power to change our lives. So, once again, my friends, I am grateful to all of you for listening to my podcast. And I will see you next week. Bye. Hello, my friends. How are you? I am so grateful that you have been listening to my podcast week after week. Today's podcast is about gratitude and why it's important. Having gratitude can make you happier and less stressed. As far as I am concerned, gratitude have changed my life, and so many people's lives too. We all have a story about how gratitude has changed our lives. When asked to write about gratitude, people write a list of things that they are grateful about. For example, people are grateful for a job, for a family, for money, and so on. Yet more often people feel nothing about these things. They just talk about them, write them on piece of paper, but they don't take time to think about them and create feelings for those things, which is against the purpose of gratitude. So, I am going to share with you a few ways how I practice gratitude. Gratitude is like a prayer of goodness of one's life. It is easy to give gratitude when everything in our life is smooth. But we tend to forget giving gratitude when things go wrong. For example, when Covid hit last year, a lot of people lost their jobs and many had health issues. I was also affected in one way or other, but I did not stop giving gratitude. The best way to practice gratitude is look for positive things in bad situations. For instance, Despite losing a job, you should give gratitude for being alive and so on. When you are thankful, the universe always gives you more. When you are making a list of things that you are thankful about, pay attention to quality, not quantity. It's not about numbers, but the feeling. When most people write about what they are grateful for, they make a a list of things just to fill their need of making a list it is better to write one thing that you have an emotional connection to and expand on reasons to having that connection instead of making a list of five or ten things that you are grateful for and you don't have emotional connection with them for example You can write 10 reasons why you're grateful for a book that you have emotional attachment with then writing 10 different things that you are grateful for but you don't have any emotional attachment with them last night i practiced the same thing with my puppy when he jumped on me and we started playing i thought about how i am grateful for having him how he plays with me How he excites me by wiggling his tail, his innocent eyes and the list is endless. So adding more emotions in your gratitude than adding a number is always better. How often do you look at the small things in your life and feel grateful for them? Always don't think about the numbers or big things. Just choose the simple things and deeply think about how you are grateful to have them. Create that emotional connection with them and you will see the magic. I used to not to be grateful about the little money that I got. But when I started to give gratitude for that little money, universe gave me more and more. And now I don't struggle with my finances anymore. It's also good to give gratitude about the future too. Mostly people think gratitude can be possible only the things they have but it's not bad to give gratitude about what you want to achieve because the wish is that at some point you will have it and you will be grateful for that. So close your eyes and imagine that you already achieved it. Think about the moment and give gratitude for the achievement when you do that you will notice that opportunity opportunities will come your way and you will likely achieve what you wish for so my friends if you follow these methods to give a gratitude you will see a difference in your life giving gratitude is a simple thing that we take for granted but it has the power to change our lives So once again, my friends, I am grateful to all of you for listening my podcast and I will see you next week. Bye.